podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show on ESPN in association with Bet Fred as we roll closer to Super Bowl 55. Two terrific guests coming your way on today's show. In a bit, we'll check in with the Spurs and England star Darren Bent, a broadcaster these days often found on TalkSport. Massive NFL fan, massive Eagles fan, so definitely get into the status of Philly with him. But we're going to lead things off with a bona fide Super Bowl winner these days, part of the ESPN Galaxy. Somebody that knows Tom Brady pretty well because he won a ring alongside him. It's the brilliant Rob Ninkovich. Rob Ninkovich, good to see you, man. Thanks for thanks for checking back in on the show. Well, thank you. I'm in my car right now. I had to run an errand, but I got uh, I got little Brody with me, so he's cute enough to any hard hitting questions. I'm just going to have him answer. You know, Brody is your <laughs> your four month pup. Yeah, exactly. Very wise choice. Not only is he uh, absolutely gorgeous, he's also uh, there to field the difficult questions I'm going to throw at you. <laughs> so that's, smart that's play. Right. Smart play. Look, I want to start with. There's a lot of talk this week about the Chiefs being the next NFL dynasty. And we hear that word a lot, dynasty. Yep. And that's yep. easier said than done, right? You know all about that, having been part of a, of a dynasty. What parallels do you see with Kansas City and the Patriots teams that, that you were involved with? Well, I think it starts, number one, with the quarterback, right? So starting out with the Patriots a long time ago, they had a foundation there with Tom Brady, and, and then they built off of that. So you look at Kansas City and what they're able to do with Patrick Mahomes I mean, sky's the limit, especially with him being 25 years old and how young he is um, mm-hmm. and all the great things that he's done so far. So, I mean, look, they got a great building block. They got a good base right now to to create something real special. But it's really, really hard to do that, especially nowadays with, you know, free agency and contracts. Um, guys are constantly on the move. So with the Patriots having 20 years like that, a 20 year run is really hard to do. Um, but look, Kansas City, you can't take anything away from the things that they've been able to do in the last couple of years. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL right now. So if he can continue to stay healthy, um, his future, his future looks very, very bright for him to go out and, and continue to do the things that he's done the last few years, but that's be the best. I mean, yeah, it's a 10 year deal as well, right? So, uh, Ooh. yeah, they're, they're suddenly half, half a billion, half a billion. <laughs> nice work if you can get it, huh? Well, I, yeah. I was, um, I wrote a piece on Andy Reid this week and I was looking back at the Rose Bowl play from last year's Super Bowl. And, and two yep. things really struck me from that. The the fact that it was it was fourth down and they were three nothing down, right? And most coaches in that situation, early doors in, in the Super Bowl would have taken a chip shot field goal. Right. Some coaches would have gambled, maybe have gone for it on fourth down, but hardly any would have wheeled out a trick play like that from from 70 years ago, right? And then I was thinking about that more and I connected it with the Malcolm Butler play in Super Bowl 49, right? You were on the field, of course, for that. And looking back and watching back at that, and I know it was a different stage of the game and the the entire Super Bowl was at stake on that play, but Belichick's calmness and composure uh, at that time and just scoping out scoping out Pete Carroll and just watching what was going on 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 the sidelines. And I just saw saw a lot of parallels there, really, with those. We talk about great quarterbacks and everybody's talking about Brady and Mahomes, but those great coaches as well. And and that moment under pressure where they just stick to their guns and they stick to their values and they're not phased by the the moment. Well, I think really your practice execution and the things that you're able to do for practice and being prepared – 
give you more confidence in those moments to where you don't really question, will we make this play? Will we come up with this play? That's where you really fall back on on your reliance, your reliance on your practice repetitions Mm. to where it's almost like second nature. And you're confident that we have the best players. We have a great coaching staff that we know we're in the best possible position to win on this particular play. Mm. And that's when coaches come up with these plays and, you know, think back to the Philly special play Eagles, you know, against the Patriots. And that play was basically the game. And when you practice something and and the Eagles will talk about it, how in practice they ran that play and Mm. they were confident in that play. So when they did do that, everything worked out successfully. And and you look at Kansas city and the, the plays that they're able to make in key situations, fourth down game on the line. If they don't make it, they lose, but guess what? They, they consistently make those plays. Mm. And I know nowadays, especially there's the analytics and the computers that come into play, but at the end of the day, you just got to go with your instincts. And I Mm. think the older coaches, especially Bill, Andy Reid, they go off instincts. They go off of what they they feel at that particular moment the best play would be for the team, Mm. given the circumstances and time. And and it's all timing, too. So um, you got to give it up for the coaches that that are able to live dangerously, so to speak. Yeah. And when you, you know, you got to risk it a little bit to to make history and and to win Super Bowls. You got to have a little bit of risk involved. If there was no risk in anything, We'd all be uh, in a big house somewhere, and we'd have you know no worries, right? You got to risk. Right. You got to risk a little bit, and sometimes you lose. Though you you win some, you lose some. But through those losses, you have experience, and you and you learn from those mistakes. So this the Super Bowl is going to be really really fun to watch. I, I can't wait to watch the matchup between the veteran in, in Tom Brady and the young buck in Patrick Mahomes. Well, let's talk about that a bit and some of the key matchups then going into into Sunday's game because let's start with, with Tampa Bay. And Brady, of course, is somebody that you play with, so y- you know you know well. And even this year, even after everything he's done going into into this Tampa Bay adventure, the critics were out to, to get him. There were plenty of people saying, well, you know, he's got his deep ball's gone, he's washed up. You know, a lot of people thought they might roll to an eight and eight and then what and he's confounded all of those critics, of course amongst his critics vocally early on in the season was his head coach, right? Uh, Bruce Arians called him out early on. You had some quite strong words at the time to say about that. Looking back yep. at it now, do you think, have you, have you revised your, your position on it? Was it actually maybe a, a, a smart play by Arians looking at what's happened since that moment? Yeah, I think that, um, and look, you got Brody over there. My shoulder. <laughs> I, I think that um, at the time I had said, I think there were seven and five at that point particular point in the season Mm. and Tom had been taking a lot of hits and a lot of pressure and he was on the ground a lot and when you have a 43 year old quarterback I said you know Bruce Arians might need to to look at himself in the mirror or he he might not be there if you have these very valuable assets Mm. that you're not willing to change your philosophies and you know you look at any team that Bruce was the offensive coordinator with just the the things that happen that come with that is pressure on the quarterback. Quarterbacks take a lot of hits. There's a lot of sacks in his offense. Mm. Um, So I said that he needs to really try and protect Tom the best that he can, because if you can protect Tom, he is going to win your football games and he's going to put the ball in the right hands at the right time. Mm. And since that 
point where they were kind of, uh, you know, is their season almost over? Yeah. They go on a run here. And in that run, I've had the statistics. He's had 25% less pressure on Tom Brady. So has Bruce Arians changed his offense a little bit? Yes, I do believe he has. He's let the tight ends stay in more, protect Tom, a little bit more max protection, a couple men less on the route. So there might be only a two-man route, but Mm -hmm. Tom can evaluate the field. If he has time, he evaluates everything, puts the ball where it needs to be, and he's been better since he has more time. So, you know, I do take back my statement on they should have replaced Bruce Arians after the season now that they're Mm -hmm. in the the Super Bowl, but I – I don't take back the fact that at the time he was getting hit a lot. Tom was. Yeah. And when you have a 43-year-old quarterback, what is the most important thing in that offense? That's protect your 43-year-old quarterback. So right. offensive line's done a great job. I think you got to give them credit because they're the ones up there doing the work. And their game planning has worked out. Running the football, using those running backs to the, their advantage – um, it's all, it all works together. You run the football, you mix in the play action pass. Um, that's what protects your quarterback. So in this particular matchup, they got to protect Tom. He can't throw three interceptions like he did last, the last week against green Bay. Cause if you mm. throw three picks against Kansas city, that potentially could be 21 points. Mm. So he's got to take care of the football. He knows that Tom is smart. He understands what it takes in the super bowl to win. And that's to really take care of the ball. On that, because a lot of discussion, of course, of, of Steve Spagnuolo, the architect uh, of those two Giants wins, and uh, and in particular, the pressure he got on Brady up the middle of the line, right? Because yep. that's Brady's a master at the kind of matrix step uh, away from pressure, but up the middle, it's harder to do that. And Chris Jones is is a beast there as well. So what do you make of that matchup? You, you talk about the need to protect Brady and that they've been doing that more capably. But this is somebody that's dialed up in the past, albeit with different personnel, a game plan to, to, to take him down that way. So what do you make of that side of it, Spagnola and, and the Chiefs trying to get to Brady through the middle? Well, it makes sense because Tom is always going to step up in the pocket. He is a quarterback that understands his awareness of where the rushers are coming from. If you try and run around the corner and you get to Tom on the edge, he's always going to step up in the pocket. And the best or most successful teams push up the middle to where he doesn't have the step-ups inside. Because when you step up, when you're throwing a football, just think about um, a baseball player or anyone that really wants to throw something hard. You have to have a couple steps or one step up to really get a great throw off. And if you have somebody there, it affects your accuracy. It affects you know everything that you're doing as a quarterback. So you can't really blitz Tom because if you blitz him, he can get the ball away quick and mm. and hot routes and he's smart and he understands coverages. So it, it's going to be a really big game for a guy like Chris Jones, an interior rusher. And you got to say, look, you got to push the pocket here, get some push inside for Tom that really affects him. So if Kansas city can get some interior push, it's really going to help their chances against Tom. I guess the flip side of that is that, Mahomes is pretty decent against the Blitz as well, right? I mean, some would argue there's no one better right now. But I, w- I want to get into that because the, the Bucks have this four-man rush and they're getting a lot of traction with it. 
Uh, and nope. that, that matches up well, right? When, uh, for Kansas City against Kansas City, because there's pace everywhere. We know how they, uh, every stage on the field, there's a threat and pace in that linebacking core in particular with Tampa Bay, Rob. Talk to us about that because of course it's a position, you know, better than most and how you feel that matchup is going to be. So the Tampa Bay linebackers in particular and how they might tackle Mahomes knowing that he seems to thrive under pressure and, fl- and thrive when you blitz him. So how do you see that playing out? Well, number one, you can't let uh, Travis you can't let Travis Kelsey go off and stop Kelsey from having a few catches. You have to limit those guys of getting in the end zone, big plays, scoring. Because with Kansas City, they like to score a lot of points, and they can they can score as quick as the, the they can score as quick as anybody, and they're the best at scoring fast. And your biggest biggest I guess concern would be those two guys and giving too much a, a, too much attention to one of them, and then the other mm-hmm. guy has a big game. So, off. yeah, I would say double. You're going to have to double Tyreek, put a lot of uh, pressure towards him, and then whoever's covering Kelsey, you're just going to have to man up and say, "Look, if he's mm-hmm. in line, close to the line of scrimmage, ask a DN, hey buddy, stand up, give me a hit here, jam him." Don't let them release off the line easy because when you watch mm. Kansas City play Buffalo, I was like, what are they doing? They, they didn't jam anybody at the line of scrimmage. They were just running mm. down the free the, down the field free as can be, no one around them. And when you do that, Pat Mahomes is too good. Patrick Mahomes is going to find the open receiver. He's going to get the ball out mm. of his hands, and then you're going to have big plays. So you're not going to stop those guys. You, ne- you need to try and limit them from scoring touchdowns. If you can have them kick field goals – that's probably your best bet. And I can think back to the Patriots defense was always a bend, but don't break mentality. And when I say bend, but don't break, we might have let up a lot of yardage. If you look at our stats from maybe 2015, 2016, we might've had a lot of yards on us, but we were always top five in scoring. So Mm. at the end of the day, how do you win? It's points. So if you can limit touchdowns to field goals, and offensively, the Bucks can score. That's how you win. You keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. That's just that's that's number one. You got to run the football. You got to keep the ball away. If Tampa doesn't have the touches in this game, and you look at the last matchup, I think time of possession was won by Kansas City. That's how they beat you. Yeah. Uh, do you think then that Fournette and Jones are gonna they're gonna lead with them quite early on and try and establish the run early doors? Yeah, you have to establish the run. That's that's really, really important. If you don't establish the run and you get down, then you basically are letting the D linemen pin their ears back and say, look, I'm just pass rushing. Right. I know they're not running the ball. They're down in this game. Tom's going to have to throw it. Let's just get off on the snap and let's pass rush. Yeah. When you catch the team in that, okay, they're, they're running the football. I need to stop the run. They're not really getting up the field. That's when you mix in your play-action pass. That's mm-hmm. when Tom has a lot of time to evaluate the field, scan for the open receiver, and boom. And, and your linebackers, when you run the football, you have to get into the line of scrimmage because you can't just bail out and get in the coverage when mm-hmm. they're running the ball. So when you mix in the play-action, you give a hard play fake. They're into the line of scrimmage because they, they have to stop the run, and then that's when you have your 10- to 15-yard window, intermediate routes, over routes, that, you know, you could see Antonio Brown running, um, you know, they have the guys to do it. I mean, you look at Tampa's, just their roster in general, they're loaded. They're loaded across the board. So 
they're going to have to have a great game plan. And I think that they can, I mean, I think Tampa can, can really get it done. I, I think they might upset some people and, and shock a few people. Are you leaning Tampa then? I'm leaning towards Tampa. Yes, I am. And, and the reason I say that it's really, really hard to get back to the Super Bowl. It's really hard. There's a back reason why there's only, there's, there's a reason why the last team to do it was 2003, 2004. And it was the Patriots right. with Tom Brady. There's right. a reason that it's that hard. It takes a lot of mental toughness to get yourself back in that state of mind to get the job done. And now we have, we're in a world right now where I'm on zoom calls and, and we can't do anything in person and it's just going to be tough. And, and Tampa's home, they don't have the distractions, you know, they're practicing focused on two weeks here to, to really prepare and, and, and have a great game plan. And I can't go against Tom Brady. So one of my <laughs> old teammates, I mean, look, you can't bet against Tom. He's too good. If he, if Brady wins, is there any chance he might retire? I know it's one of those seasons for the first time in years where nobody's talked about him retiring, right? But do you think he, is he the kind of player who will want to go out on a high or will it make him think I can do this again next year? I don't think he, I don't think he walks away. And the reason I say that is when you're playing a sport and you're an athlete, a lot of your, your confidence and, and where you're at mentally with your career comes with your body and your health and how you feel. I can think back to my last year playing. Granted, I was a linebacker, and you get hit a little bit more than a than a than a quarterback. Right. But I just I was sick and tired of being sore and and waking up and have, having to recover after a Sunday game, not feeling good till Friday, mm-hmm. and then you beat yourself all up all over again, and you know how long it takes to feel good again. You get sick and tired of being beat up and hurt. And, and dealing with pain. And I think Tom has had a, a really healthy year this year. And, and when you have a healthy season, there's the, there's, there's that little guy on your shoulder that's saying, Hey, you, you got through this season really good. You're 43. You could do 44. Mm. And he's gotten to the Super Bowl again. You don't see a fall. You don't see that, that fall off in his arm talent. He can still throw the ball. He's still making all the throws. He's, he's got, a lot of receivers going to have a talented roster next year, so I don't see him. I don't see him right winning this and riding off into the sunset. I just hanging don't see him up. Yeah, looking at it, if he wins it, he's going to tell himself he could do it again because why wouldn't you? And you just say he got these all these pieces around him. And if he doesn't, he's yep. going to desperately get get one more. Right. Uh, speaking of one more, I've got a question for you about the the difference in build up this year, which you, you talked, you kind of referenced, obviously, with everything that's going on in the world and. It, it's an altogether different Super Bowl in terms of hype, and we see virtual media days. We've been doing them, and uh, and and they're interesting, but it's very different from a player's point of view. I mean, Kansas City aren't even getting there till late in the week, and it's a hometown Super Bowl for for Tampa anyway. So, what's your take on that? Did you enjoy all of that? You I mean you had two Super Bowls? Did you enjoy all of the all the buzz and the build up? Was it a welcome distraction? Distraction, or did you find it just madness and you hated it? I think the the experience of the first one is fun to experience the media day and all the things that come with it when you go down to the Super Bowl. It's it's pretty crazy. People are everywhere. So I feel bad for the guys that this is their first game, their first Super Bowl that haven't ever experienced it and they don't get to feel that feeling of this the craziness of what that city that you're in feels like. 
But I would say that it might be nice to be at home for two weeks in your own bed, practicing in your own building, in your own facility. There's not the adjustment there. When you go down to a Super Bowl, I could think back to my first one. You don't know what to expect. You're in a hotel. And I don't know about you, but I like to sleep in my, I sleep better in my own home, in my own bed. I feel more rested. I feel better. Mm. Um, so there might be a better prepared team now in the Super Bowl than ever before because there isn't the distractions. Mm. There isn't the the figuring out the family. You've got a ton of family that want to go. you got people hitting you up. Best excuse ever now. Hey, Rob, I need a ticket for the Super Bowl. Sorry. It's a rough year. Nobody's got tickets. Sorry. I can't right. do I can't help you out. Right. It's COVID. I can't even see you. I can't I can't even put myself in a position to risk putting myself out there for exposure and not being able to play in this game. So guys are being super safe, staying inside, not seeing people, not seeing family. Because if you, you think about the next few days leading up to this game, I mean, if a big name comes on this list, they're not playing and that would affect the game. So you got to be extra careful, especially right now. That's the NFL's worst nightmare is now having got through this season, you know, just suddenly some, you know, some, some of the players we've been talking about, uh, being taken out. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, you're going Tampa Bay. Brody's going which way? I think we should probably end on, end up, end up a prediction there. Let's, let's, let's ask him, Brody, who are you going with, buddy? He's sleeping. So he's, I don't know. Uh, he's wisely sitting on <laughs> I don't the know, I think, I think Brody is so close to. Brady is only one letter away from Brady. So I think I mean, he's going to cross my mind. It crossed my mind, Rob. The moment you told me he was called Brady, that's the, <laughs> the first thing I thought of. Uh, well, listen, we'll got- maybe check back in later this week and yeah, let me know what, what uh, Brody's pick is, but we'll take Tampa Bay from you. Given the fact you've got two Super Bowl rings, I think that's a, that's good enough for us. Thanks so much for dropping by to chat to us, man, and enjoy the game and hopefully see you soon. Okay. I, I see that Peloton right there. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's give it a, let's give it a run. Me and you. Deal. Are you on there? Yeah, we got to do that. We got to do it. I'm on there. Yep. What is it? What's the handle? (laughs) Okay. You will be, uh, Nick, in the top hundred, whereas I'm in the sort of bottom thousand on most (laughs) rates. But I'll try and find you. It's something for me to aim at. So. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Thank you, man. All right, bud. Take care. See you soon. Thank you. Lovely stuff from Rob Ninkovich. We'll be checking in with him very soon. You can count on that. Let's move things swiftly along, though. Another brilliant guest coming your way, making a welcome return to the show. Let's check in with Darren Bent. Darren, good to see you, man. Um, as, a, as a neutral, first things first, no skin in this game. Are you pulling for one team or another, or are you looking at just for an exciting game and you don't really care who wins? I'm putting 100% in the direction of one person. And that <laughs> one person is not Tom Brady. So, <laughs> I mean, I want, I want, I want the Chiefs to win. Like, I really like Mahomes. Um, but yeah, I want the Chiefs to win. What is it about Mahomes? I want to find out more about Brady too in a minute. But what is it about Mahomes that, that you, you like so much? He's, he's an electrifying player. I mean, maybe let me ask you this. Is he the most exciting quarterback you've ever seen? Um. He's certainly up there. I mean, probably one of the most exciting. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was is exciting. He him on his day was wow. Some of the things that he used to do, I used to love watching him. Um, but yeah, you, I, I like Mahomes. I mean, I like his arm strength. I like the, the angles, the different angles he can throw the ball at, um, the velocity in which he throws the ball. But I, I just like him as a person. He seems like he's a real down to earth. I mean, I've, I've listened to him speak so many times on some mm-hmm. various interviews. I like the way he talks. I like the way he, he's. 
he's all about his teammates as well and how important it is. It's not, it's not about self, about his self-indulgence, about how good I am. It's about how good they are as a team. Mm. And I really like him. I think he's a born leader. And I think that's what I really like about him. He's, I mean, he seemed really early on to be totally fearless, didn't he? You see a lot of young quarterbacks, even if they've got raw talent and ability, certain occasions they're, they're slightly phased. He's never been overawed, has he? He's just got that, seems to have that, had that mental strength from day one. Well, I, I think you, you look at him the back end of last season, the playoffs and the Super Bowl, having to come back from some ridiculous score lines from behind, but that shows how mm. the intent and his, his drive and determination. Some of them games were so exciting when you're thinking, are they out of it? And he goes mm. and scores three touchdowns in a row quickly as well. Mm. And when you start adding the pieces he's got around him, and when you hear, as I said, people like Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, these guys talk about him, they talk about him with such admiration that when you then hear him speak or you watch him conduct himself on the side when he's talking to Andy Reid or talking to his coaches, he can tell that he loves absolutely every minute of it and he's taking it all in. And yeah. I'm a massive fan of his. Really, I really, really am. Have you seen the America's game from last year's Super Bowl? Have I seen a little bit? I might have seen a little bit of that. I don't think I've seen all of it. There's a really good mic'd up bit when he's when he's already thrown two picks and he's like, well, you know, it, it can't get it can't get any worse. I've already thrown two picks and this is the Super Bowl. Just it really reminded me of back in the day when Montana, that famous clip, you know, where Montana points out John Candy and you know goes on to to take him down the field and win the game. Just being that relaxed and that chilled in a moment of that magnitude, it's incredible. It is incredible. And you talk about the biggest stage. I mean, mm. you, have, you look at all the world events that are out there. You've got obviously the World Series. Um, obviously, that's, I think that's, that's a few games. NBA Finals again, seven. But you, you, look, you look at that, you look at the World Cup Final, big stages. I mean, I know people that watch the Super Bowl that don't even like the NFL. Right. But because it's the Super Bowl, all eyes are on it. And I think mm. that is one of the most high-pressure games in world sports, I think. Yeah. And I, listen, he's, he's been there, he's done that, he knows what it takes. But unfortunately, he's up, a guy, he's up against a guy that's been there so many times and won it that many times that he really knows. It's like he's home from home for, for Brady. But yeah. as far as as, um, as Patrick Mahomes goes, I'm a big fan of his. What about Brady? Because you kind of tipped your hat a little bit, showed your hand a little bit at the top. What is it about Brady? that you, Why aren't you rooting for him? Do you know what? I was, obviously, as, a, as an athlete, as a competitor, oh, he's 43 years old. I respect him like crazy. To keep right. them standards and to transform. And even though, listen, I think a lot of people talk about the, the, the box and what he's done for that franchise. I think they were nine, were they nine and seven last year, I think, or something. And But let's be honest, the weapons that they had before he got there, Chris Godwin, uh, mm. Mike Evans, it was, it was all there. Mm. He just needed a decent quarterback that wouldn't turn the ball over. Um, and Brady is certainly that. But I just think it stems from him being in the Super Bowl every year with, with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I've got just sick of it. You know what it's like when you keep seeing the same person in the Super Bowl, you start to root against them because you're, you're just sick of seeing it. Isn't like, it different this year, though, because he's there with the Bucks, because it isn't the Patriots? Uh, no, because you know what's funny? It's because now when Cam went to the, the Patriots, I wanted them to do well. So right, it must right. be him. He's got to be Brady. So, but right. listen, as far as, as I said, an athlete and what he's done in, in NFL terms, he's an absolute legend. You have to say he's probably the greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, and I do respect him on that front, but in terms of him winning another one, I don't want that to happen. He's not slowing down as well. I mean, we've talked about it on the show a few times in, in recent weeks. This seems to be the first year that there isn't all this hype about, is Brady going to retire? Is this his last year? I mean, he's definitely locked in for next year. And the way he's playing, providing Giselle lets him, I mean, he's going to go on until he's 50, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the, the rules are kind of in his favour now, aren't they? Because you, right. you can't take clean shots at the quarterback now. Right. You can't tackle them below the knee. So, and all that stuff. So the rules are in place. For, and I'm sure some of them older quarterbacks, like the... 
Marinos or the Elways, these type of quarterbacks, they would have survived. Brett Favre, they, these mm. guys would have been playing to their 40s if the rules were in place mm. like they are now. But as I said, you still can't take anything away from Tom Brady. Like what he's done, getting to 10 Super Bowls, he's won six. I mean, that is incredible. Have you been buying the Bucks this season? Because it seems to they seem to have divided opinion for a lot of the season. I mean, Greg Rosenthal was on the show a couple of weeks back saying they're, they've been streaky in the season, but streaky in games as well, right? Like you look, they look completely different from quarter to quarter sometimes. So they are obviously big hitters. They're here. They've, they've, they've taken care of business and got to the Super Bowl, but they are quite a streaky team, aren't they? Where have you been on them this season? Yeah, they, they are streaky, as you said. There. They have been very, very streaky, um, hot and cold. There's been times, I mean, I go back to the Saints, who absolutely blew them out. I think it's what, three points, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something crazy like that. Brady's worst defeat for a long time. Exactly. But in, in all of that, the moment they, they got to the playoffs, when you've got, number obviously, number 12 as your quarterback, I think I think one of the, the smart, cleverest things they've ever done as well, I think it was Bruce Arians, it kind of started to do things the way Brady wanted it to be done. And I think that yeah. was a clever ploy because yeah. we heard Bruce Arians come out and criticise Tom Brady about his performance and, and quite publicly. Yeah. Um, yeah what moment- did he make of it when he did that? Because, I mean, that was, again, that divided opinion because some people thought, I respect what you've done, Arians, but you're, you're talking about the greatest of all time. That's disrespectful. Other people thought, no, he knows exactly what he's doing and, and, and in motivation underpins so much of, of Brady's success, right? Well, how did you read Arians calling them out? I was kind of a... At the end of the day, I think if you're the coach, you should be able to do whatever you want. But it's it's one of them where when you're talking to, to arguably the greatest ever NFL player, mm. not just quarterback player, um, it's quite hard. So you, you're going to get the, the staunch Brady fans that are going to go, who's he talking to? Mm. I think Brady would have probably gone, all right, I'll take it on the chin. I am, I am a player in the, in the locker room. So you're going to chew me out. You've got to. But I think the moment Bruce Arians kind of realised, all right, I need to maybe do it a little bit more the way Brady does it. Yeah. It was no surprise to me that yeah. they were getting to the Super Bowl because even though I thought Green Bay would have beaten them, I trusted Brady more than I trusted Rodgers, unfortunately. And I love Aaron Rodgers. He's one of my favourites. Yeah. But Brady just knows how to get it done. Yeah, there is that, just that clinical nature. You're right. I mean, I remember being at the, the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl and no one was disbelieving that Brady could pull him back. I mean, I, I think it was still watching it unfurl. It was unbelievable, you know, incredible. I, I, I no one lost faith. I thought it was over. I thought it was done. Because I went to bed. Half time of the game over. <laughs> I went game over, buzzing. <laughs> went to bed. Woke up. My mate, because my friends are a crazy Falcons fan. His family's yeah. from everything. I woke up to his message, all crying faces, emojis, everything. I was like, what, what happened? happened? Yeah. really lost. Couldn't believe it. We saw a family of four leave, mum and dad, two kids, all in Brady shirts, leaving at the start of the third quarter. It was like, oh, <laughs> that's going to haunt them for life. Well, okay, let's look at, bearing in mind what we said about the two brilliant quarterbacks, right? Let's imagine it's, you know, we're in a movie and aliens have come down, an intergalactic NFL team has come down and you're the head coach, Darren. You've got to battle them to save all the souls on planet Earth, right? It's a one-game win or who are you going with? Right now, not Brady from 2010. Yeah, not not Mahomes in five years. It's happening right now today. Which quarterback are you going with to set to save the world? Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna go with oh, that, uh, that my head's telling me Mahomes, right? That my, mm. my heart's telling me Mahomes, but Brady just is is that clinical? Yeah. I'm going to go Brady. 
Oh yeah, even though yeah. every fiber of your body was battling against that, right? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go just for okay, like for my life to save planet Earth. He won't make mistakes. Yeah, he won't. I think that that's that's what separates him from the, the the rest is that I think Mahomes has got more talent. I think even in, even in Brady's prime, I don't think he can do some of the stuff say Aaron Rodgers or a Mahomes can do. Mm. But he just doesn't make mistakes. Mm. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, I believe me, I've been agonizing over that one for, for weeks and, uh, and I'm leaning Brady for that reason. Who's the most comparable figure to Brady in, in other sports, do you think? Is there anyone even close to him? I think when you look at age and, and him being at the top of his game at his, his age, mm. you have to probably say he's got to be... I mean, as a couple, you'd have to say maybe you've got... In the, in the footballing world, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. He's been, I think he's 36 or 37, but he doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Right. Um, you've got LeBron James in the NBA, older, still playing unbelievably well. Mm. So they're probably the two, I'd have to say, that are quite similar to Brady because, as I said, they're both getting on an age, but none of them look like they're slowing down anytime soon. What, can, you know, what connects them? I mean, because you hear about this, we just talked about you're a clinical player, you're ruthless, you're clutch, all of these words that, that kind of get thrown around. But as somebody that's played at the highest level, like what connects those guys who are just a level beyond anybody else? Um, I would have to say their motivation, their will to win. They, they, they'll find a way to mm. get it done. Um, and what I like about when you look at all of them, Brady, Ronaldo and uh, LeBron, is even though they're, they're consistently winning and they're being talked about as the, the greatest, they always find something that motivates them again. So you yeah. Cristiano, he moved to Italy and he yeah. wants to show everybody that he could be the top goal scorer in whatever league he went into. You look at LeBron, he wants to be, every year, he'll, he'll, he'll pick out someone, someone said something about his age and that he's slowing down. I think, I'm trying to think of the, the, the quote someone said about him that he was, um, I think it was the start of last Last season, someone come out with and said that Kawhi made LeBron look unathletic. Mm. I can't remember who said that. And it's like, he, he's like, okay, I'm going to show you. So yeah. they, they take these little things and go, right, well, even and it could be one person that said something. If yes. they've seen it, they'll be like, well, if they've said that, other people must believe it. So I'm yeah. going to show these people now. Even though yeah. they've achieved so much, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. Look at kind of throw Jordan and Kobe in the mix there as well, like the same steal through them. And and even like Brady, I mean, it, everyone talks about him getting drafted 199th. And, but there was an interview he gave in the last 12 months where he says, I still think about those quarterbacks that were taken ahead of me, right? I still, yeah. and, and you believe that he does. You believe that he still wakes up and he's frustrated about that now after everything he's done. That's like Jordan as well, when he, he did his Hall of Fame speech and he went at his high school teacher about, obviously, like about the NBA draft or yeah. he didn't believe in him. So, yeah, I mean, the, I think the, the greatest of the greatest athletes, they hold on to things. Mm. And even though they achieve so much, they still feel like it's not enough. They, they yeah. need to keep going. Listen, just want to wrap on some Eagles chat because as an Eagles fan, it, it must feel like a weird week. Because Super Bowl 52 wasn't that long ago, right? Uh, how does it feel? I mean, how far away do you feel from, from that Super Bowl win where the Eagles are right now? I mean, you, you look at, you look at that, that season and everything, the stars are aligned that season. We played really well. We, we had a quarterback that went down and then we had a backup quarterback. It was perfect at that time to mm. come in and win the game for us. We had healthy receivers, good running game. Our running game was brilliant. I think that year we had, uh, we had um, Ajay and who's the other one who mm. played for the who played for the Patriots. Um, the Garrett Blunt? The Garrett Blunt. So our running game was good as well. Uh, but from that, we've lost piece after piece mm. after piece. And defensively, we, we look a shell of ourselves. We're an aging defence. The quarterback's a concern situation. What um, would you want to do that quarterback? Do you, are you kind of done on Wentz or? 
I'm, I, I, listen, I'm, I, I really like Wentz and I always have done. And I was never sold on Jalen Hurts in college when he was Oklahoma mm. and Alabama. So um, I would still move forward with Wentz, but he needs to take care of the football. But I just think now it's, it's time for maybe a rebuild on defence and we go again. Because mm. it's, it's, you're right, it wasn't that long ago we won the Super Bowl, but we've, we've regressed since then. Were you worried about the head coach, Nick Sirianni's opening presser? Because that he got, he got a lot of stick for it. But I thought it was a little bit unfair, the amount of criticism he got. Yeah, well, it was a little bit unfair. It was, I mean, some of the comments you'd go, oh, okay. But you're right, it wasn't a little bit unfair. But you, you know, it's like, I know what the Eagles organisation's like and the fan base, mm. they, they are a hard bunch to please. A hard I mean, I've, I've sat when I'm watching the Eagles play and heard the fans just going absolutely ballistic. So yeah. it's tough, but listen, what we did, we were, we were in a division that was awful this year. And I mean, at once they statistically was the, I don't know if it finished, but I know it was one of the worst in NFL history. Yeah, right. But we, we need to address that. And I still think we're more than good enough to get out of that, that division with the mm. Cowboys in the state. They are Washington and obviously the Giants. So I'm still optimistic. I'm still positive. Yeah. But, um, unfortunately, we have to start again. Listen, let's, uh, let's end on a prediction for, for Super Bowl 55. You're, you're pulling for the Chiefs. Are they going to get the job done? Yeah. And I think it's going to be, you know what? I think it's going to be a high scoring game. So I mm. think 30. Oh. Oh, I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to go Chiefs to win. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to get a drop oh, prediction as well. I was like, I didn't expect that. And I was Chiefs to win. That's a safer play. Chiefs to win. All right. Great to catch up with you, man. Thanks for your time. Uh, and come back and see us in the offseason as the Eagles start to uh, put something together on the Syrian. It'd be good to get your perspective as we get kind of closer to the draft on, on how they're shaping up. Yeah. We will do. Take care, bud. Cheers, now. Yeah, that question caught him. It, I wrestled with it. I wonder what producer Ol would do with a intergalactic battle, Mahomes versus Brady. I'll ask him that on our Edge Rush show, which is dropping imminently. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Let us know which way you go with it as well. At the NC Show, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Lots of content going out all week long. Lots of videos from the pods we're pushing out there as well. So see if I'm Mike wore a Hawaiian shirt for his appearance early in the week. Jay Bell as well was on that show. If you haven't heard that, go check it out. Uh, and we are back with more. Dan Graziano from ESPN. Asmir Begovic doubling down. That's our next show. It's dropping soon. So make sure if you haven't already subscribed to us and you won't miss a trick as we roll on to Super Bowl 55. We'll see you then. Bye for now. Podcast Network.